you know yeah. before i've heard rumors that he did it for free it's kind of like okay i'll do this feature for you but you're gonna do a feature for me right low is an overrated song whoa Hey y'all, welcome to the Barbershop Quintet Podcast, the podcast where my guests and I debate our own top five lists of current and past topics that are relevant for millennials like you. And who am I? My name is Tony Lee and I will be the host for today's show. After we debate our top five lists and back up our standings, my guests will enter the buzz cut lightning round where they each will have to quickly formulate a convincing buy and an argument on a top five list or topic of my choosing. Based on the arguments, I, the decider, We'll pick which answer resonates with me the most. Only catch is that each guest has a total of 50 seconds for their argument. Go over the time, or if they can't finish the argument, they'll get penalized points, and I may give the oppositional guest the advantage. So for today's main topic, we'll be discussing and debating our top five lists for T-Pain. Top five T-Pain songs, which includes his tracks and songs that he's been featured in. The reason why I chose T-Pain is because from our first two music topics, we did The Weeknd and we did Drake. And with that being said, Drake, was there was a bit of an argument with the whole, is he a rapper turned singer or singer turned rapper? And with that being said, what the debut album for T-Pain was rapper turned singer. So that's a good segue to what we're going to go into. But before we go into that topic, I'm going to introduce our guests. You've heard him before from our first music podcast about the weekend, Sid Udayan. Can you please introduce yourself and give us a spoiler statement or a teaser statement for your top five list today? Absolutely. Appreciate you bringing me back on here, man. It's been a great podcast so far. I love the content. I love the vibes. Uh, as Tony said, my name is Sid Udayan, 26 years old, been a great friend of Tony's for quite some time now, big music guy. We talk about music a lot. And for T-Pain's list, man, I've got a couple class. I got mostly classics on my list. I'll be honest, that's kind of like my, my you know, T-Pain era. And uh, I think you guys will be very surprised to see or hear my number one pick, but I won't give it away too much. So two things. First off, usually how I run these podcasts, I give my guests a week or about five days in advance for them to formulate their list. And then I asked for the list the night before. Unfortunately, this one was last minute, very last minute in terms of scheduling. So I don't have their list. So this is the first time I'm actually hearing this. This is all my knee jerk reaction. My first point is, I don't know why you have to disclose your age, Sid. I was like, are you gonna say like, I like long walks on a beach? Like what, what is going on here? Um, I don't know where this podcast is going anymore. And but secondly, uh, secondly, yeah, I, I would also agree. There was a lot of T Pain songs that arguably top five could be all classics, and I wouldn't be surprised. But I'm very intrigued to see. I don't know. You, you just talked up your number one track, so we'll see what what that's all about. So thank you, Sid. I'm gonna introduce a good friend of mine as well. Been friends for years now, and. He is a throwback, diehard, I guess, R&B, hip-hop guy for, for all arguments purposes, Mr. Ezekiel Arrigan. So if you can introduce yourself and then also give us a spoiler statement or a teaser statement about your list, please. Thank you. All right. Um, name is Ezekiel. Ezekiel Arrigan. My friends call me Easy. And I guess with spoilers, I got, some, I got a few collabs in, this, in my top five with T-Pain. 
you know, it's like, it's tough to find a lot of his own like single albums. For me also, it's like, I kind of listen to a lot of his mashup and like mixes and different songs just because of in those ones, it takes out the auto-tune. So it's kind of like his raw musical voices. But yeah, I think I got a couple classics, got a couple mixes, which some people might be like, oh, a bit surprised in it and then i might have some couple honorable mentions as well so yeah. there you go well okay well thank you easy well yeah i agree there that's one of the questions actually for uh, one of the points you brought up that i want to discuss later is that is he a feature was his success coming out from the, him being a feature artist or more so a main artist so that that's something we'll talk about later thank you for that for my final and last guess, I think this is the first time where when I put out a question on my IG story, there was an automatic response. Yo, put me on that shit. <laughs> I trust this girl's music choices when she's in a good state <laughs> um, back in the day. And she has really cool vibes and uh, I admire her music taste. So my good friend, Rachel Flores, if you can introduce yourself and also give us a teaser statement of your top five as well, please. Thanks so much, Tony. I really appreciate that, man. Uh, really huge compliment. Anyways, regards to the five top picks, kind of a teaser in a way. It's both kind of a mix of both acoustic and also the classics. It's just a mashup, I guess. I love both his auto-tune and his real voice, which not a lot of people nowadays, especially Gen Z, know about. So... We'll see what happens. I hope I mix it up with regards to the other two guests on here with their list. Right, perfect, perfect. Well, yeah, when you said acoustics, I was very intrigued. So we will see, we'll see what everyone's list entails. And for myself at home, listeners at home, you know who I am. I don't have to introduce myself. Yeah, my list is, I cheated a bit. There's five songs, but there's another five songs that, honor, that are honorable mentions, in my opinion, and they are not the type of songs that, for the honorable mentions at least, they're not the type of songs that are well-known. They're more so a mix of recent and mix, more so a mixture of new wave T-Pains or like other different collabs. So I'd be interested to see what you guys have your thoughts on that. But let's jump on into our top five lists for time sakes today and because we switched up everything we're just going to start off with our our repeat guest sid can you please start off with your top five list from going from five four three two one and then after every song if you could tell us why and like why did you choose that and why was it placed there absolutely thank you tony I'm going to kick my list off with a, hopefully a well-known classic. Uh, number five, I have Bartender, uh, T-Pain featuring Akon. I chose this as my number five pick because, A, it was, it was actually very, I was surprised to see this when I was, uh, I think I was probably like 12 or 13 when the song came out, but I was ecstatic to see two of my favorite artists at the time, Akon and T-Pain, finally do a collab together. And I don't know, man, with, uh, with, with T-Pain's auto-tuning and I guess, uh, you know, Akon's real voice, it kind of just like blended together very, very well. I thought the entire song has like the best flow. And also like this was back in the you know, back in the day where like music videos were really like, you know, they're kind of just in your face. I feel like a lot of you know music videos now are kind of like subtle, but this was just like kind of in your face. It was just all about the vibes, really good time, really good like chill song that I hang out to. So yeah, man, it's a great song. Love it. I can't I don't even remember what album this was on, but yeah, definitely uh, definitely top five T Pain song for me. At number four on my list, I have Buy You a Drink. 
this probably you know goes without saying that yeah, this is probably like people's uh you know number one song uh for a lot of like a lot of folks but yeah man i was i remember like exactly where i was when i first heard this song i was in i was at the mall when i was 13 years old i think it was probably like maybe even my birthday or something but i remember hearing this song at like a Foot Locker or like a nike store in the mall and immediately i just fell in love with the track man it was so crazy i went home I started listening to my YouTube right away because this is back when like YouTube was where you had to listen to music all the time. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't have like an MP3 player or anything at the time, but went home, listened to the song probably like 15, 20 times still to this day. We'll never get tired of the song. And yeah, I mean, it's just like good vibes, you know, summertime, hanging out with friends and like just like a great vibe all around. And now at number three on my list, more of a banger, but came out around the same time as like Bayou Drank did. It's actually a feature that T-Pain was on. This is Kiss Kiss by Chris Brown. Classic banger, man. This is such an, I, I want to say this is an underrated banger too, because like, I don't actually hear this at, as like throwbacks that are played at clubs. Uh, you know, not that the clubs are open right now, but like even like when they were open back like last summer, you'd hear a lot of other throwbacks, but I feel like this song does not get as much appreciation now that it's you know much older, but it's such a banger. I think I remember when it came out, I was like, I was, this is probably like the first song that I, I thought I would start like a mosh pit to at like my grade seven like school dance in like middle school. Man, this when this song went on, it was crazy. The entire the entire gymnasium was just wild. But yeah, man, such a banger. Great collab between the two. Probably one of my favorite pieces of like T Pain's work too, because like just like the music video too. He just had such a flow to it. He introduced Chris Brown very well. The whole video was just really funny too. But yeah, man, just like just like it being a banger, like when I was like, you know, that young, it was it was huge. At number two, I have Low by Flo Rida featuring T Pain. So there's another T Pain feature. Reason I picked this at number two is because at the time Step Up Two had just come out. So if you guys don't know, Step Up, one of the greatest dance movie series of all time. After Step Up Two, I'm not gonna lie, I don't really fuck with them. But yeah, when Step Up Two came out, this was the track on like the you know, in the entire movie. And this is the, this is the scene when they were at the club, if you guys remember, and Channing Tatum's character makes a cameo. And I'm pretty sure this is like the song he danced with the club when they, when they brought him back uh, for the movie. So just a crazy, just a crazy, crazy, like song all around. And yeah, man, just like it being part of the movie, like everybody I knew watched the movie, like they were talking about at school all the time. And, you know, again, like it dances, this thing pops off. And to this day, like this song comes on at the club, everybody knows the lyrics. You know, this is one of those songs that everybody just can vibe to. It's like, it's almost like that, you know, all I do is win song. I want to say this is at the same level where like people could just like, they just know the lyrics, they know how to vibe to it. And it's just a fun song to be around with your friends. And like, at least I think. And now at number one on my list, my favorite T-Pain song of all time is, pro I don't even think it's been, I don't even think it was actually officially released, but if you guys know, T-Pain did a Tiny Desk concert for NPR, and he did all of his classics, and he did them all acoustic. My favorite T-Pain song is actually when he did Buy You a Drink on that Tiny Desk concert, and he did it all acoustic with just his boy doing the piano. It's probably one of the most beautiful songs I've ever heard in my life. I never thought you could turn buy you into buy you a drink into what it became on that acoustic track and that was also actually the first time i had heard him not use auto tune because at the time you know i kind of stopped listening to t-pain as i got older you know i, I wasn't really i don't know if he I, I feel like he kind of fell off at some point but at the time i really wasn't like listening to him and when he came out with the you know the, the tiny desk concert and i heard his real voice for the first time probably 
it was it was just like a revelation thing. I was like, man, this is I, I felt like this is the type of music he if he had done that from the beginning, I wonder where, you know, he would have gone with his career. I'm so glad he did the auto thing. It, you know, it served its purpose. It, it, it opened the door for a lot of other folks, like a lot of other artists, I think. Even like Kanye West was, you know, inspired by that. But this this one track he did on that, you know, at the Tiny Desk concert, man, still to this day, like, I don't know if he actually released it. I I would buy that song if you put that out, you know. But yeah, man, just, uh, just definitely a different vibe. But absolutely love that song. Very very chill track would encourage anybody who hasn't listened to that entire tiny desk concert to just look it up on youtube man you will not be disappointed all right thank you for your list yeah that that number one track caught me off guard i didn't even think of like i watched the npr tiny desk concert as well a couple times actually but i did not count that any of those songs to be on my list because I, yeah. I was like, okay, let's just stick to singles. But that was a good twist you put on that. I commend you. Thank you, um, thank you for the list. Absolutely. Uh, let's go to Easy. Easy, can you present your list five, four, three, two, one? And after every track you put out, just give us a statement as to why you chose it and why you placed yeah. it there. All right. So for me, I like the actually the Death Conk because the concert just because of. The reason why I actually started to love T-Pain's real voice is because of listening to the T-Pain mashup. So he did a mashup of all like his hit songs without auto-tune. And for me, it's like, you can find it in Spotify, but it's one of the most beautiful things, like just coming from someone when you hear his voice in auto-tune versus that. It's quite different. So yeah, I really like that mashup too as well. For me, my first one was what really got me listening to T-Pain, my number five, which is Up Down. So it's like the classic oh. T-Pain, you know, getting there, you know, in the beach. It's like the old vibes. So for me, it's like that was that was really what kind of got me into it, and just like his music, and the auto tune was hella funny. The music video as well was hilarious. So like I think that was what just starts to get me into his rhythm, into his songs. Mm-hmm. And then for me, number four is best love song that Chris Brown featured in, just because of like for me, I'm like I used to dance back in the day, and I love watching Chris Brown and his music as well. And it's like the collab was really great. You know, the way they did it, the scene, like both their voices matched mm-hmm. well together. Right. So the entire atmosphere about the song was great. And I just loved it. And I keep replaying that as well. And then for me, number three, which is the same as Sid's, is um, Kiss Kiss. That For me, that's just a classic. It's a hit song. And I, don't know, I just like enjoy like listening to all the old T-Pain songs. And I did quite a lot of collabs as well, a few with Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. And that really, it's like for me, just because of that was like also when Chris Brown was coming up to his speak, so he did a lot of the like the artists, the music, the singing, and then his collabs were just like going on par on par. And then when he kept doing with T Pain, it just kept getting big hits after hits. So, but that was like I think one of the peak times of T Pain's career. Mm-hmm. And then number two is actually a remix of his original song. I'm sprung, Jerry Sprunger. Ah, yeah. nice. I, I I really like that nice. just because of it went from the singing T Pain to more of like the slightly rapping, the rapper of a T-Pain, right? So yep. like he added that little twist to it on Tory Lanez. And for me, that was just like a great, it was a great remix overall. And then for me, number one is um a song he did with Black One Way. Mm. So it's a, it's a kind of word number one because most people really don't know. It's from Black's last album, I believe. And it was the bonus track on that album. And yeah, it's like just the the music, everything, the tone, and then he hits like probably one of his best auto-tune lines and that is all. So that's my top five for C-Pain. Well, 
there was a lot of surprises on there. Very unorthodox <laughs> tracks that I would, didn't even think of, actually. Mm-hmm. Again, you chose, especially for a Chris Brown T-Pain collab, you chose yeah. one of the more lesser known tracks, mm-hmm. um, in my opinion. And also, that black song with the T-Pain feature, yeah. for listeners at home, Easy's is the biggest black fan I know. <laughs> And secondly, you could find that track on This Is T-Pain. I actually listened to it yesterday for the first time, just going through all the T-Pain tracks, like featured or not featured. I was like, okay, this is a nice vibe, but I mean, it's not my thing. Like I, yeah. I just prefer Blackmore, but that's a good mm-hmm. track. All, all those tracks, I, I, I respect why you put them on your list. So mm-hmm. thank you. Thank you. Last but not least, <laughs> we're going to go with uh, Rachel. Um, right. If you could please. <laughs> I might switch please. it up a bit regards to some listings though. So. Oh, that is um, fine. It's your list. So if you yeah, could please yeah. do the same thing, five, four, three, two, one, and then give yeah. a statement at the track. Thank you. All right. So the fifth one was a mashup acoustic version on YouTube with Kurt Hugo Schneider or whatever. Yep. Um, so it was. A, a mashup that he did with no auto-tune. I think that was amazing. I think that he kind of really needed that regards mm. to like letting people know what's up. Like he could actually sing regards to like his uh, singing on the mass, the mass singer and et cetera. So mm-hmm. I believe the fifth one was cool. Did his own little mashup on YouTube that people get to see with the piano version. So that was awesome. The fourth one would be, okay. So sorry, Freeze nice. by Ooh. Chris Brown featuring T-Pain. Um, you know, it's, that, that was a banger back then in 2000. So like, it's just kind of one of those that gets you energized. And like, when he says freeze, like me. So everyone <laughs> just freezes on the spot. Like, you know what I mean, right? So yep, yep. That, was, that was one of the bangers that I liked. The third one would be Got Money by Lil Wayne mm. featuring T-Pain. The I love when T Pain's like this away, that away. You know what I mean? Yes, yes. <laughs> Plus, like with the the drama going on with like Cash Money and like uh, yeah. and all that shit. So like, of course that that would be on the list. Mm-hmm. Um, the second one, not a lot of people know about. This was during his world star hip hop kind of premiere of his intro song of Stokeville, intro Stokeville, mm-hmm. which was in 2014. This is a kind of a side where he did a music video of his rapping skills and it shows from his music video of like the shit that he's been through and mm. the music video was basically really sad because it really showed like a lot more of an emotional side but also not the autotune side of T-Pain which we don't see a lot of now. Mm-hmm. So I kind of like the music video I suggest you watch it guys. What's the song? It's called uh, Intro Stokeville. So S- oh, Intro Stokeville. Yeah. Uh, which was a, a premiere on World Star Hip Hop. So okay. Okay. if you check it out, it's, it's, the music video is really good. I think he put a lot of work to it. Mm-hmm. It's pretty sad though too. So get your tissues, you know? <laughs> okay. Thanks um, for the preface. No worries. And the first one would be buy you a drink. I know Sid said that his that's his last one, but that's my that's my first one, of course. Um, it's a banger. I loved I love buy you a drink because um, it's my girl's like it's mine and my girl's song all the time. So whenever mm. I play it on my car playlist, this is mm-hmm. always on there. And the reason why is because of the shoulder work of the the dance moves, like <laughs> like that. 
I can't really see it, but I think it's more like a, a beat song, and I think everyone can vibe to it. So mm. that's why I like buy you a drink. Plus, you could drink drink with the song too. So there you go. That's what's up. There you go. Well, thank you for your list, and yeah, wow. I, I you threw you threw a lot of cur- everyone's throwing curveballs today. Am I the only basic one like <laughs> with my list? Maybe. Um, it was yeah, hard. I, li- it was I like that. But you dived in it. Uh, you dove into the hot new hip, like the world star hip hop, like post peak days mm-hmm. that he did. And you also yeah. dove into his, you know, his YouTube collab, his mashup, which is huge too, right? So yeah. that that's one of the huge. What is it? Kurt Hugo Schneider's uh, biggest, uh, like most viewed videos on I his channel. I believe so. Yeah. yeah, probably like so. seven million. Yeah, I believe. But that's insane, though, right? Like that shows mm-hmm. his rare like his his raw singing ability which is great right so mm-hmm. but thank you for your list rachel um no worries that. And now we're going to my list number five so i was doing a little switch up here i don't know it's interchangeable but i think i am gonna go i was gonna pick all i do is win but that's not a track i bumped to as much overall in general and yesterday when i went through all the t-pain songs and this song can't be found on spotify anymore which which sucks i gotta put the song in because i remember when the song got released this remix at least when it got released it was started a new whole wave of hip-hop i just listened to songs so many times on repeat it was uh, it was not even funny it's wiz khalifa's black and yellow g-mix with Snoop Dogg, Juicy J, and T-Pain. That T-Pain verse, I think rapping-wise, is second best in terms of like big group features behind All I Do Is Win. Really good song, really good remix. Uh, he also does a little head nod to All I Do Is Win in that track as well in his verse. So I give it to Black and Yellow G-Mix at number five. Number four is a song that if you're an R&B or rap head, you would know this a bit, but if not, then it's a bit more low-key. It wasn't that mainstream, on the radio at least. It's a Plies track with a T-Pain called Shoddy. Plies had a few years where he was just this, he was like the, he was like the baby of that generation. Very gritty, very like, you know, like says some, you know, raw rapping, but at the same time, that song's like a, when T-Pain was on it, I was like, okay, like you can make babies with this track. Like it's, it's a, <laughs> it's a great track. Um, and I'm into that vibey moody shit. Right. So uh-huh. going with my number three, it's so funny because two, two people already had this as their number threes as well. Kiss, kiss, Chris Brown. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think I had to go with that one just because again, like Sid said, that's like the epitome of every dance battle. When you when when you want to start a circle with your boys in high school and you just like break it up, break it up, break up, and you jump in. And I mean, I I like just like easy. I used to dance. I don't dance often anymore. But that was a song that like that was the second song that I was like, okay, this song is great. This song you can dance to, you can hit to, and I think it's underrated as well in terms of all the T Pain and Chris Brown songs. But I also think it's, in my opinion, one of the best and possibly the domino first domino to fall in terms of the chris brown and t-pain collaborations just in general my number two track basic as it is is a uh, flow rider 
with T-Pain low um, <laughs> again. I think Step Up does his job. I think this is a classic song that till this day, 15, 20 years from now, uh, from, from when it first got released, it's still played at clubs. And um, I think that track when T-Pain did the whole neck shift or like when like listeners at home, you can't do it, but that's like, you can't see it. But like, that's, that's how I learned the neck, uh, neck uh, pop and locking thing that T-Pain did, at home, uh, did in his video. So that was a very fun video. And I mean, he, I think T-Pain was the king of hooks at that time too. So my first song on the list is Buy You a Drink. Ah, yes. <laughs> very first song I've ever heard by T-Pain. And I think that's what mm-hmm. got me on it. And I think that's what catapulted him into, you know, stardom. Mm-hmm. And it's a really good song. It's just such a chill vibe. And I don't know. Just like Rachel said, you could drink to it. You could even like chill to it. You can go out to it. Like it doesn't really matter. And Young Jocks verse is really good on that too. So, and it was in the middle, right in the middle of the snapping movement, like the snap, the one, two step. Like, oh yeah. Um, so yeah. So that was a big dance trend as well. So that, that wraps up my list. Let's take a quick little break and we can dive into the questions that I have for you guys. And any thoughts that you guys have on each other's lists? Ooh, ooh, it's getting a bit spicy in there, don't you think? But before we get to finish our final spots, we're going to take a short little break. Usually, podcasts would have sponsor spots like these. I don't, unfortunately. I just want to take this time to tell you guys to go get yourself a glass of water, yell at the clouds, or message your friends of the hot takes you've been hearing thus far. Or you can hop onto our IG account at bbshopquintetpodcast and email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com for your comments, questions, for any updates or input. Now, we will see you in a few. Now, does anyone have any thoughts on anyone's lists at all before we head into the questions? Yeah, I got beef with Sid, man. My number one is your last one. I don't get it. I really don't. But it's due to preference-wise, so I understand. I mean, you should have beef with me. It wasn't even in my top five. I know. What the hell? Both <laughs> y'all, what's up? <laughs> did, someone, did, something happen, did something happen to you while, like, you know, <laughs> the song was playing or something? Like, that, what? The last, the last dance battle I was in, I fucked up the dance moves, and I can't listen to that track anymore. <laughs> <laughs> oh, now I see it. Now I see it. <laughs> you know what's funny? I was, I was literally about to put, like, the Tiny Desk version. I was going to keep that at number one, but I was going to put Buy You a Drink, like, the original at number two, but I was like, nah, nah, I can't do, like, like both of them, like right, like back to back. So I kind of like flipped my list, <laughs> like a little bit at the end. Yeah. So, so technically, the original would have been your second. Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Pretty, yeah. Yeah. There, pretty there you just, go, Rachel. He just switched up. Nah, it's fine. <laughs> I know what about now. you, Easy? She's calling you out still. You have no reason. Nah. <laughs> like, nah. Stays off the list. Stays off the list. Okay. Besides that, Rachel, do you have any other thoughts on anyone else's list, or you're? Yeah, that I'm good. Yeah, that was only beef, man. I love the song, though. Don't get me wrong. No, I yeah. got you. I got you. Easy. Sid, any thoughts on the other lists? No. Uh, this is interesting, I think. Mine? 
Parasite. Yeah, just because of like the Wiz Khalifa remix. Mm. Um, all right, so that's not really one that I thought would be a top five, but like it, that's a, a um, testament to your taste, right? So it's pretty wide range in the terms of the rap and the and the hip hop. Yeah, that has to be included in the song. So that's why it's I guess everyone's different, right? So you know, everyone has own different tastes and own different reasons as to why they have their top five. And yeah, and that's why that's why I got more than one person on here yeah. to interview, right? So I can have diff- we share each other's perspectives, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not uh, sure. you're right, you're wrong. It's like okay, everyone has their own taste, and that's yeah. why it's quite intriguing to hear how some of y'all have mashups, some of y'all have NPR mm-hmm. Tiny Desk, some of y'all yeah. have like uh, World Star, some of you have like other unorthodox songs that no one even mm-hmm. thinks that these even big tracks that you think that is your top yeah. five, right? So yeah. Anything else easy to add or nope. no? That's, Sid? That's yeah, I think um, easy. I really liked your your number one with uh, with black. I'm a I'm a huge black fan too, and I didn't even I forgot that that was a bonus track. I knew that he had another bonus track with Banks. I think yeah, um, it was yeah, it was like one of them. But I totally forgot about the the T Pain mm-hmm. songs. I'm glad you're yeah. glad you reminded me of it, man. <clears throat> Pleasure. Well, you already heard my thoughts, so I don't, I don't need to go into that anymore. Let's, let's dive into the questions. So very first question before Sid has to go here, you can answer first. Now, we were talking about throughout our lists, how he, how he just recently got recognized as a good singer, right? Mm-hmm. And he's actually a good singer in like real life, IRL, even in the back, in the past. Now, with that being said, do you think him being the king of autotune, and that's something that he pioneered. First question to you is, do you think that hurt his, I guess, hurt or helped his reputation? And secondly, do you think it hurt the music in general? <clears throat> so in terms of his reputation, I don't think it actually hurt his reputation because like you said, he was kind of a, he's kind of a trendsetter pioneer when he started the whole autotune thing because nobody had done it at the time. And after he had, after he did that, a lot of people were inspired to start using that. So I remember when, when college trip out two came out, I want to say like, I think it was like more than a handful of songs that Kanye had autotuned just for the purposes of the album. And I know that he took a lot of inspiration from T-Pain doing his thing. And then even beyond that, back in like 2014, 15 or something like that, when him, when T Pain and Future were having like, where they were kind of beefing at the time, and you know mm-hmm. T Pain called him out for for using you know auto tune and you know taking his like style, the um, Future came back and said, you know, I didn't use this to 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 sing my whole career, you know, I just used this to on certain rap songs because like it sounded a bit grittier and things like that. But um, I would say that it didn't hurt his reputation. I think for like longevity's sake it did hurt him because you know at, at the end of the day he kind of fell off he's not he's not at the top anymore he's nowhere near the top right now unfortunately and i think a lot of it is because no one actually a lot of people don't even know what he sounds like without autotune and that's that's a result of so many of his hits being you know back in like the the mid 2000s uh, you know late 2000s when he did a lot of autotune so i remember hearing that tiny desk concert and i was like i've literally never heard this guy without autotune and it's, you know, it sucks because his, his voice is amazing, man. It's incredible. He's mm-hmm. one of the most beautiful singers, like, you know, alive. And a lot of people just don't know that, unfortunately. So, but in terms of, like, you know, progressing, like, music, I, I think it, it definitely had a, a positive impact on music, you know, because, uh, like I said, Kanye had a great album, one of his, like, probably one of his best albums come out after, you know, T-Pain came out with his music. He inspired Future. He inspired, you know, 
handful of other artists. I can't really think of any off the top of my head, but every now and then when you hear auto-tune now, it's kind of like special because like a lot of people don't want to do it the way he did it because they don't want to be like the auto-tune guy. Mm. But then when they do auto-tune, it's always a banger, I feel like. So mm. you can't really take away from that now. But yeah, I think, you know, at the end of the day, he, he made his money, like he did his thing. He put out a ton of like great classics and like, I'm still going to listen to those songs. Like I, I mm -hmm. like the auto-tune stuff. It would have been nice to, for him to, you know, kind of like pepper it in there. So he had like some of his sick, like his actual voice and then a little bit of the auto-tune because maybe that way he could have lasted a bit longer, I think. But overall, I think, you know, it had a positive impact. Um, and yeah, it sucks, you know, that he's not at the top anymore. Yeah, I think maybe in the hooks, maybe he does it in the hooks, the autotune and everything. Like when he, like it's the, 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 I guess the spots that he chooses, right? Like he doesn't have to necessarily go the whole way with the autotune. But I got some songs you do. Like Freeze, I think you have to. Like that is one of those songs where, you know. Rachel, do you have any thoughts on those two questions? Regards to, could you repeat the first one? Yeah, so because he was known as the king of autotune, right? Did the autotune hurt his reputation as for what we should know of him as a true real artist like his musical abilities or did it i guess did it like help him as an artist in general because he was a king of autotune regard regardless like he's always i'm always going to be a fan mm -hmm. um but i think it did yes it did hurt his kind of like autotune days but no at the same time regards to generations regards to people born within 90s or like 2000s like they'll always know t-pain on his like kind of way of his auto-tune because i feel like t-pain's auto-tune is unique in his own way mm. like comparing other auto-tunes now like you know travis scott and like future mm. in a way it's way you could see the difference between it yep if you could tell so if you're if you know Nowadays, it's a bit more grittier. Before, it yeah. was a bit more, like, refined, I guess, in a sense. Yeah, like, yeah which yeah. people, I guess, with T-Pain, he kind of put it in his unique way with his, mm -hmm. you know, production that he owns, Nappy Boy Entertainment, right? So, like, he produces his own shit. Not a lot mm -hmm. of people produce their own shit where... Sorry if I can't say shit. Yeah, no, you could, um, you could swear. I all swear right, all the time. Right. Um, where other people use, like, use other producers regard yeah. regarding how to get that sound um mm -hmm. but i i however it did kind of hurt his his way of how he is presented in media now regards to his kind of tone not a lot mm -hmm. of people especially gen z know too much about t-pain like mm -hmm. they probably only know about him through the youtube video of the mashup mm -hmm. and also the mass singer maybe that gave him a platform in a way but i feel like t-pain is more independent you know mm -hmm. what i mean and he's doing his own beats He's being more humble in a way. I think he kind of stepped out of that kind of um, place of, you know, partying all the time and, you know, doing tracks <laughs> with other artists for free. Because, you know, yeah. before I've heard rumors that he did it for free. It's kind of like, okay, I'll do this feature for you, but you're going to do a feature for me, right? Mm -hmm. But it didn't go his way, in a, you know, his way. So now he's just mm -hmm. kind of more independent, which is kind of harder with no kind of help. But I think he's a solid artist honestly if people really gave him that platform to showcase his songs that's a very fair point no that is i did not know about that i did not know that he was doing songs for free that that's very interesting yeah, yeah. easy do you have any thoughts to that first question i guess 
Yeah, so for me, I actually think that the auto-tune kind of helped his career just because of it was what kind of made him how he was today. Granted, there was some criticism that came with it. I feel like with any other, with any singers in their like respective genre, like yeah. for him, his main power was the auto-tune aspect. And I think that's what got him his stardom. And then, you know, I guess when, as he went on, and as he sold more, like more records and more music, and that's when more people start to wonder, hey, can he actually sing or is all he can do is auto-tune? Right. So mm-hmm. I think what hurt him was the fact that he just kept on putting up more records and records and records without actually fully singing. Right. So without actually trying to show his real voice, that's when people start to actually question, okay, you know, I know he's the, like the auto-tune king mm-hmm. and, you know, he's great at this, but does his voice actually require it or not? You know, is he an actual singer? Can he go out and perform live in shows without using this auto-tune aspect? So I guess that's where the criticism for him starts to come up. And then he decided to do mashups and then start to do solo to, solo music. And then he decided to go on the mass Singer aspect. So for him, especially, I guess winning the mass Singer was a lot for him just because if he wanted to prove that, hey, you know what? I can come here, I can perform. And you guys didn't even know it was me, right? So they heard the voice, he won it. And then when they finally realized, it's like, oh, wow, he actually has a great voice. But you no, know, he always did like little shows beforehand. No, just so you can actually prove there's certain people if you actually like went deep down to kind of listen to T-Pain and if you actually were those that criticized them but then kind of had to go down and did your research to see if you actually could sing or not you would be able to see that his like auto was not needed but for him it was just it was just his way of bringing something unique into the into the industry right That's and great. that is what I think you know got him you know great into the situation that he was back then just doing collabs, you know, getting records and making records after records. So I think it really helped him overall in his career. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. I think Justin, I think he had to not only hush down or quiet down the critics. Mm-hmm. And like you said, right, in the beginning of your argument, like you'll always have critics regardless, yeah. right? Yeah. So for him, not only he had to do that, I think he had to also reaffirm to himself too that he yeah. wasn't just an one chick pony you know what yeah. i mean um even though in my opinion i think that's what got him his success right yeah. because during right. the mid 2000s to the early 2010s that whole chunk right there the five mm-hmm. six seven year span he dominated that whole like era with yeah. him and akon and being on every single track that you could even mm-hmm. imagine right mm-hmm. so and that's where Convict music came out and Nappy Boy music came out. And they were just, you know, they were hand in hand just being on every song that you could think of. And I think that helps him out because, in my opinion, he adds another element when it comes to autotune, just like Rachel oh, yeah. said, right? Rachel, Rachel eloquently said, compared him, his autotune is different from what Travis and Future and today nowadays mm-hmm. hip hop's autotune is because bet today everything is autotune. Everything has an electronical aspect to hip hop, right? Yeah. Back in the it was all 808s and and hi hats and drums mm-hmm. and you didn't now yeah. have the autotune. You had raw voices and raw rapping, right? And if anything was different from that, you would be criticized. But in this case, I think he put another note and element into that. So for yeah. DJ Khaled songs, for features, like he he had that sound, just like The Weeknd. When mm-hmm. you have that voice and you have that sound, you're going to be featured on all the songs that yeah. need that sound, right? I think because of that sound, he, he later in his career, 
I see tracks like him being on Pitbull songs. Mm-hmm. Pitbull had some yeah. electronic songs and pop songs. And he just, when pop started becoming EDM, he started hip yeah. hopping onto those as well. Right. So mm-hmm. now, I think, yep, go ahead. I think it also like him doing the autotune <clears throat> led the path for the guys now to be able to do autotune and do it successfully. Mm-hmm. Because if he never started it, I never continued and did it at the pace in which he did creating it so frequently. I don't think guys now would really be willing to try something that unique and that broad aspect, right? So, yeah. Yeah. And I think, I think that's brings it back to one of what Sid's points was, right? Like he was a pioneer of it and he he influenced one of the biggest creative minds today, like in terms of music, Kanye West to release. And I, I'm, I'm assuming this is what he was, the album he was talking about, 808s and Heartbreaks. Without that, you don't have the mumble rappers or the rappers that you have today. You don't have the Travis Scott's or Futures or Migos of the world today where they are heavily influenced on Kanye West. But then Kanye West, who was he heavily influenced by? Mm-hmm. His peers, right? And his peers who had a unique sound. And that's why he got him started in production. So, yeah. So with that being said, do you think it, for Rachel, do you think it hurt the music industry at all? Or like music in general when autotune came into play? No. No? Because many artists used autotune, but some people use it discreetly. Mm. Because regarding T-Pain, it's very noticeable. And then Mm. nowadays, people do use autotune, especially in rap. You know, like I said, for example, Travis Scott, he uses autotune, but people say his album was a banger. You know, yep. I know y'all loved it probably. Astro? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was good. <laughs> yeah. So basically, I, I don't think auto tune really hurt the music industry because people are still using it. Mm-hmm. Comparing their like voices in person to the album itself, mm-hmm. there's a huge difference. It's make or break it in a way. So mm-hmm. just T Pain was kind of the opposite of that. He used auto tune so much. Mm-hmm. People don't believe that he could actually sing, but, you know, live version mashups and all that and remixes that he does himself, like, you could really tell that he actually can sing mm-hmm. um, as as well as, like, you know, the mass singer as well. So I, I think it really helped his career in a way with autotune, especially right now. I don't think Gen Z will kind of be into it in a way unless it's, like, freaking trending on TikTok then they'll fuck mm. with it. But either that, I think auto-tune will always be in the music industry. There, it won't hurt nobody, but I guess, yeah. you know, like Easy said, everyone's going to have their own opinion. Everyone's going to critique someone based on if they use auto-tune or not. So mm-hmm. either way, auto-tune will always be there. Mm-hmm. As I mentioned earlier, following that question, in my opinion, so T-Pain was arguably one of the, I guess, had the highest peaks in terms of in the music industry at that time, dominating mid 2000s to early 2010s, right? Now, that was when all you heard was mostly T-Pain or Akon or throwback R&B and all that stuff like that, right? Now, as of right now, I, I researched this yesterday and he's only 34 years old, which is insane. Yeah. Really? A listener's at home, Easy's face is like, what, really? And I can't see Rachel's face, but I did I'm not shocked. know. Yo, I'm shocked too. <laughs> yeah, like I thought he was at all. I thought I thought he was at least forty or almost peaking forty, but he's only thirty four. And so my question to you is, 
I know, I know Sid brought this up, right? And I think his an- I know where his answer will fall, but he's not here, so I can't speak for him. But easy, you can go first, I guess. To answer this, do you think he can make a comeback if he wanted to and still be relevant enough? Especially with Tory Lane's when you brought your track in your top five with Tory Lane's wrapping up I'm Sprung. Yeah. That was T Pain's track and he remade it into Jerry Sprunger, not yeah. only using that yeah. sample, but also bringing him onto the him, track as well. Yeah. So do you think with this new age R and B or this new age hip hop, do you think T Pain could somehow make a way back without the auto tune or with auto tune? Absolutely. And I think yeah. it's just and I think the comeback also has to depend on who collabs with, right? So it's not just just because of he still has his own unique like voice, but like he can kind of work well with different people now. You know, the fact that he can rap, he can sing, he can use autotune. So it just kind of depends on the type of music he's kind of looking looking in, um, trying to look into creating. Um, the one he did with um with Tora Lanes, which is the singing um the rapping aspect of I'm Sprung. Um, I think he can do one with Future if he likes. I think he can do a song, a duet like with Drake. You know, I think like they can drop a huge collab. I think he can re-come back with Chris Brown, right? So I think like he can still do features like currently in today's game and to this day and age, no problem. But it's really if he does want to actually like pursue that mindset. And for him, I think he feels that, you know, it's just, it's more like cruising time, kind of like, running the record label and just like kind of doing his other side businesses. But I think hundred percent, if he does want to come back into the game, I think he's, he still has the talent. And even us, like we're not really that old to kind of get into his music. And I feel like the younger generation as well would be like, would be really entertained by his songs. Like, by you know, his old tracks and the new tracks that he comes up with, I think would really go in as well with today's crowd. So, so. yeah. Mm-hmm. Rachel? Yeah, no, I, I agree with Easy. Regardless of, you know, all that, I think he could make a comeback because, like, you know, he does have these connections. He's done so much features, mm-hmm. but I'm kind of scared that he's going to be one of those features, like Ty Dollar Sign, where, like, he's only known for features. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I want T-Pain to go outside of that the concept. That's why mm-hmm. I'm, like, t- saying that, like, he's more of an independent kind of producer in a way. Like, I know I watched some videos regarding, like, you know, him helping Travis Scott with his Astroworld album, actually, in a way. So apparently what happened in this video, he was doing Twitch. So T-Pain does mm. Twitch. You could keep up with him on that, too. Yep. He, he, he basically was discussing how, like, Travis and his boys were there and, like, T-Pain was kind of, like, you know, giving some tracks and producing in a, in a way, but not even, like, three minutes, four minutes, like, he's playing around with the music, helping out with Travis. All of a sudden, him and his boys are passed out in the back. I think that was pretty rude of Travis, though. Like, I'm not like you're you're st- you're standing in front of T Pain. Like he he's done yeah. so many make remixes, like music producing. I don't know, but uh, that's what I saw in a video. But I mm-hmm. I think that T Pain could make a comeback, but mm-hmm. uh, in a way that can allow him to, you know, use platforms. I think it's all about marketing, and I don't yep. think he has as much marketing that he did from the past to now whereas like you know he was in the mass singer but not a lot of people would be watching that tv show they probably just Mm -hmm. saw on the news saying like he he won it but did they actually watch the whole entire tv series like you know what i mean so youtube clips yeah 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 so like i i think that you know our generation like 2000s 
or like 90s babies would be appreciative if T-Pain did a, a concert you know what I mean but like mm. the pandemic you know there's nothing <laughs> you could really do so I guess he's depending on Twitch or like his platforms that he uses now regarding to connect with uh, his audience in more of a humble way. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I think he deserves so much more than he um, he has now. But I think he's kind of, I think he's kind of going to a, a side where he's done so much at, during his time of peak that he wants to focus more on his family now. You know what I mean? Like he's a family man. Like you know the news regardless if you keep up. But like, yeah, I think he wants to, but in a, in, in a way of, his own way mm. okay that's interesting I, I really like your social media points especially the marketing point and you did bring this up in your point before that with the regards as to it has to be something that's trending yeah I think his like just like just like for example this when COVID happened when it first initially hit I guess the biggest song that came out was what Doja Cat Say So roses by saint john that remix and then there's like mm-hmm. a couple other songs that just just went off now even wops cardi uh cardi b yeah. and uh <laughs> megan the Stallion, yeah. right becomes a trend so i think with that yeah. that sense i think um this generation nowadays is everything has to become a trend or everything has to become a dance movement you know what i mean like a, a video movement so and and easy you're right i think he with your point with that he he can only he should focus mainly on the feature artist aspect of it like he could still Mm -hmm. slip in there if he wants to re-enter yeah but i also have to agree with rachel with saying okay does do you want him to forever be a feature artist or a main artist right um my opinion on this however is that there are two things that go in a cycle and gets recycled again and again, which is fashion and music mm-hmm. for us, for, for our age group, we love to go back to the nostalgic factor when it comes to music. I think that's just millennials in general. I think that's just, as you get older, you listen back to the music that you grew up with, right? Because it has some sentimental value to you. Now, with that being said, the music that he releases, I I think it would mostly cater to people in our age, the nineties, mm-hmm. the ninety babies. Yeah. And in my opinion, I think that he should have went out and started making music and released that after his versus battle that was on Instagram. Um, Ooh, when he yeah. faced Lil John on that one on one one on one IG battle. And I think he should have went off with that because a lot of artists from those battles, their their momentum just got going and their views and the streams just got upped a bit more because people weren't really playing them or they were like, oh, wow, I didn't listen to this song or didn't hear this artist in a while, right? So I think if you, he just, I don't, in my perspective, I, I think he can't really nail this audience anymore unless it's like a classic song you hear at a club all the time or something that you see through like TikTok or a trend. Yeah. Or a big feature song that he's going to be on that becomes huge for yeah. with someone like, let's just say like Post Malone or future Travis Scott, right? One of the few, few of the biggest artists in today's like mainstream radio. Now, with that being said, my next question segues into 
songs, I guess, timeless songs. What do you think would be some of his timeless songs that would like would never die? And 30 years from now, you could still bump to it. I guess, I guess you can't bump to it, but I mean, <laughs> no, I mean like it's still relevant for you. Like you could still yeah. like, oh yeah, this song's still good. Like buy your drink. Um, yeah. Like I said, yeah, go ahead. Sorry. I'd say bartender as well is a classic one. I'd say most of the songs that he did with Akon, you could probably like still listen to it. Yeah. Right. So, but yeah, he has a couple. It's like the more of the slower paced music that he had, more the R&B songs. Mm-hmm. And then, and then like the faster paced music. Mm-hmm. I think you can listen to most of the songs though. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Rachel? For me, it's like, buy you drink, of course. That's my number one on my list mm-hmm. earlier. However, <laughs> like I got more like, you know, but no, no, no. I I think, yeah, Buy You Drink will always be the number one. Like, knowing that, like, it was one of my first songs that I've heard from T-Pain. Yeah. Aside from, like, Low with yeah. <laughs> Flo Reiner. But, like, I think that's just, like, a common song, like, you know, on top of your head. If you ask a person for a song from T-Pain, it's always going to be there. It's always going to be a banger. And I, I feel like it's just a vibe for everyone to, like, vibe to regardless yeah. of the car or at the club you know yeah yeah i think i think with what we were talking about how he's a king of autotune and in my opinion he was also in a lot of hooks mm-hmm. uh, like he did the hooks on a lot of the biggest songs at that time mm-hmm. yeah when you hear those verses you or those hooks or those songs you know it's a t-pain song um, yeah buy you a drink low all I do is win, right? And like those things, like those songs are the easy sing-along songs or the easy like, let's get drunk and like yell them out sort of, sort of songs, right? <laughs> um, I think, I don't think 30 years from now, I mean, I don't think we won't stop drinking, but I mean, we won't, you know, so. <laughs> know, no, you know. <laughs> so a couple more questions here before we head on to the next break. Most underrated songs. Songs that you think have been slept on. Okay. <clears throat> Chopped and Screwed. Yes. Oh, ludicrous. I'm in love with a stripper. Okay. The, what I said on my list before, his like, like his 2014 song of Intro oh. Stockville. Yeah. That's a underrated song that not a lot of people know. Not a lot of people look at World Star a lot as much <laughs> as like, you know, in the 90s. Yep. So like, I think that's one of the underrated songs that not a lot of people know from his side of not using auto-tune and having more of the rap side that he had, I think it showed the struggle that he had with poverty. And, like, Mm. it showed, like, how he, like, you know, put into, like, his song into, like, a masterpiece of a a music video. And it Mm -hmm. it shows a lot of emotion that he put into it. So, but Chop and Screwed, uh, not a lot of people know it, I guess. But I, I like it. I don't know. I think it's just, like, the vibe honestly mm. even though the lyrics is you know but um <laughs> <laughs> i think a lot of songs are like that though so yeah but like you have to understand like back then we're just like you know it it, it was just he was a hit regardless yep. so yep. i kind of like the hook like you said the hook that he brings to some songs mm-hmm. it's very uh, memorable for people to to know that it's from him so mm-hmm. The, those were under uh, and the i'm in love with a stripper that's the song that i would go to when i was in mm. vegas so <laughs> <laughs> uh, it, it's funny but like I, I like it it's one of those like soothing like not soothing but like one of those like catchy but like also like when you go to a strip club probably like that 
I, I, I will have to agree with that because I went to a strip club and I heard that song. Yeah. And I don't go to strip clubs often, just for listeners at home. I'm not that type of guy. But I heard that song before the strip club. And then when I went to a strip club and I heard that song yeah. years later, I was like, yo, this hit, this shit hits different. Like, it it, it's, different, <laughs> it's so different. Yeah. It puts it on another level. You're like, wow, what is this? Like, it brings you, like, I think it's one of those songs that brings you in, into a mood in a way. And like, you start yeah. seeing someone like, you know, entertaining you. So like, <laughs> what's up? It's I find, basically, yeah. I find that ironic that you hear chopping screws at a strip club. No, no, no. That's uh, I'm in love with a stripper. That's the song. Oh, that that's it. Yeah, that's chopped and screwed. It's just like a whole different side. Yeah, yeah. Let's not get into that. Let's not get into that. Uh, Easy. Any uh, underrated songs? Um, underrated songs. I got a a couple. I got Blame It with James Fox. Nice. Yeah. Um, I got All the Above. Mm, Mino, Mino, yes. We'll no go back to Easy's. We'll go back to Easy's. Um, for myself, yeah, yeah. Uh, for myself, I am going with, yeah, Got Money, a song that was on your list. My list, yeah. yeah that song's a huge Lil Wayne and T-Pain song that no one really, I guess no one even listens to, even thinks that like, it's a nice track. I think that's one of the more underrated tracks of Lil Wayne's album, mm. in my opinion. This is a track that I think was very underrated too. And you could disagree or agree. Church, T-Pain. I haven't heard that in a while. Yeah, that song was very... Yeah, Justin, one of our friends, Justin, he plays that all the time. It's actually a banger. <laughs> but yeah, so... And then Out of My System, Bow Wow, John T. Austin, and T-Pain. It's one of those like sad songs that I'm like... Oh, okay yeah this is uh uh-huh. this is chill and then t- but t-pain doesn't really have much in in that song and i guess i got a couple more you and that i don't yeah. know if you guys know that song e40 yeah but yeah and then cyclone baby bash cyclone yeah 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 that's underrated song before you got cut off easy can you you said mayno all the above yeah, all the above and i was gonna say yeah i was gonna say you and that you and that yeah so, yeah, yeah so um also, um, turn all the lights on. It's also it's also a good ah. one as well. It's pretty fast paced in it, so I like that. That's a big one. And I also forgot to mention all the DJ Khaled songs that he had on him, <laughs> him on too. I think uh, that that's a perfect segue into uh, what we're gonna talk about. But before that, we're gonna head into a break, and we'll catch y'all listeners at home very soon. Before I let you off, make sure you check out the Barbershop Quintet podcast on all streaming platforms. Give us a like, give us a five-star review on Apple Pod, and follow us on BB Shop Quintet Podcast on IG. You can also email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com for any comments, questions, concerns, or advice or tips. I would love to hear your comments on our top five. Make us your top five of the day. All right. So we just finished talking about our or songs that we think are underrated by T-Pain or he was featured. And now on the flip side, any songs that you think were overplayed or overrated? Easy. You could start first because Rachel started first. Ooh, that's a tough one. Yeah. It is a tough um, one. 
I think FBGM with Young Minds overrated. And like that's just I don't know, it's it's a good song, but I think by the time it came out it became super overplayed. Mm-hmm. But then by the time but then it's like you kinda listen to it, it's like it's okay. You know, it's not like the greatest. But I think it, it became overrated just because of how often it was was played. I personally think Low is an overrated song. Whoa. Just Whoa. because of no, 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 no. It's great. It's great. Like, don't get me wrong. It's not like the fact that it's like, oh, it's like it's it's cap. It's not like as good as it was. It is a good song, but I just think it's it's a little bit overrated in the aspect that it's like the top five song. Mm-hmm. You know, I know people are just like, oh yeah, it's a great, you know, it's a great song to, to party to, it's a good song to dance, it's a good song to listen to, but it's not a song that you you know, just casually be at home, you know, or in the car. It's like a song that if you go to a club and then you just like, you know, you're trying to like turn up, that's the kind of time you listen to it. So I feel like that's just, that's why it's overrated because it's only, you can only listen to when you're in a specific mood mm. and like a specific setting. So like you can't just be in your car, you can't like, you know, you can't be in your house. You just got to be mm-hmm. like, like a party setting. So for me, that's why I think it's a little bit overrated in that aspect. And I think that's about, because I think that's about the two songs. I feel like those are overrated. Don't kill that's me. Fine. I'm sorry, Rachel. <laughs> sorry. <laughs> it's okay. No worries, y'all. I think one of, this one song that's overrated for me didn't really show his potential of a singer he is mm-hmm. and kind of gave him not as much of a, a platform kind of it did but I, mm-hmm. in a way it gave him just like a few kind of words to sing so it's yep. i'm on a boat by uh, uh the lonely Island. those guys yep <laughs> i really do like it's it's a great song however it just didn't show t-pain's potential it's more focused on three white guys and then you know <laughs> <laughs> them singing and that's all thing you make it a rap in a way so i think that's very overrated in a way i think yep. he should have just said no but you know that's my opinion mm-hmm. for myself easy's gonna kill me blame it i think oh, it's overrated by jamie fox yeah yeah i think just because of that <laughs> song in particular in my opinion jamie fox has better songs that shows his vocal ranges and mm-hmm. that song jamie fox was just overly overtuned and he just became t-pain in a sense <laughs> in that song and i mean that's also another song like you said you have to be in the right mood for it. you can't just like yeah. play that anywhere that you want yeah which also comes into two of other songs as well i'm a flirt oh the remix with our R. Kelly. Yeah. Um, I don't like that song at all. I don't know why I got so much airtime, especially the remix. Mm-hmm. I think it was just because he just wanted to toss on two of the biggest artists at that time and T-Pain and T.I. on that track. And then my third track that I think is very overrated, which it, it, it's a vibe, but at the same time, I just don't like it in my opinion, is Can't Believe It. Um, really? Okay. Yeah, with Lil Wayne, yeah. Um, okay, okay, I got you. I understand. I, I just think that, in my opinion, for myself, it just got too much airtime. It's not one of those, you know, big big Lil Wayne T-Pain collaborations. Like, I prefer Got Money more than Can't Believe It or any other Lil Wayne and T-Pain collaboration than that, you know? Yeah. Yeah, finding underrated songs are hard. Um, it's either 
they're rated perfectly or they're very <laughs> underrated or they are classics, right? So yeah. now speaking of songs, we had our top five list. Now, Rachel, throughout the pod, you were uh, not complaining, but you are voicing out the fact that you couldn't. It was so, so hard for you to choose between five songs and you had others. Now, yeah. with that being said, which ones were the ones that you had snubbed, unfortunately? Like I said earlier, I'm in love with Stripper, uh, Bartender, like all the classics he had. But yeah. also he had a remake. He remixed Ellie, Ella, the, the Boo. Like, oh, Ella May. Ella May. Yeah, Ella May. Ella May yeah. song, Boot Up. Boot up. up. Yeah. So he did a T remix of it. Yeah. And I think his lyrics, if you actually read it, is proper. Mm. Like it's it's really good if you look at the lyrics in a way. But I he put out a, a little of his own kind of swag, I guess. Yeah, um, his touch. His song. Yeah, yeah. I, I like it. I like it for sure. Um, mm-hmm. That was one of them. I love Chopped and Screwed. <laughs> Easy's like looking at me like, why? <laughs> I like it. I like it. Don't get me wrong. Um, but like, I think uh, it's just personal preference. And also like, I think that I like the beat as well to it. The lyrics, not so much because, you know, kind of... Uh, but in a way, the beat and the way he kind of sings it, I like it. It is produced well. I do agree. It is produced really well, uh, honestly. Yeah. But I think all his remixes that he does, like his, I think his recent album that he came out didn't really do so well. Mm-hmm. But I think the way he remixes it and produces in his own like way, yeah. he sings it. I think that really shows, regardless to the questions before, like when you said like, What's something that you think that T-Pain, would he still be, you know, mm-hmm. relevant in a way? And I think, like, if he does a lot of remixes in a way and then goes towards his own music, I think it'll, it'll help. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, th- those those are the some songs that I like. I think I'm a flirt as well. Even though you hated it, I liked it. So <laughs> that's it. <laughs> Well, I don't hate it. I just don't, I just don't prefer it. And it's kind of, it's like, well, you're just tossing on two other big artists at the time onto that track. It wasn't necessary to have T-Pain on there, in my opinion, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but to each own, right? So yeah, each of the own. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, easy. Do you have any snubs that you had to cut off from your list that didn't make um, your top five? Yeah. Buy you a drink. Um, <laughs> for sure. Is one. Uh, sorry, Rachel. It's okay. Um, freeze is one. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Low is one. Like they're they're good songs, but it's like like even though I find low overrated, I still think it's like one of his like one of like uh, overrated songs song. of his. Yeah. Yeah. I like the mashup. You know, it was like for me it's like it's an honorable mention just because of that's where like you kinda hear his real voice and then mm-hmm. if you you can kind of then go based on your judgment if you do are a fan of T Pain on it mm-hmm. or not. Chopped and Screw is a good one. It's not really like a top five, top seven, but it's really it's a really good party song as well. So, mm-hmm. yeah. So those are the ones that I'd say that are I kind of are honorable mentions in my opinion. Can I just add one more song? Sorry. Yeah, go ahead. <laughs> go ahead. Yeah. Yo. Okay. No, it's uh, for kiss, a reason. Kiss. I I didn't put Kiss Kiss with Chris Brown. I really love that song. Uh, yeah. Because I think it's the intro of the radio of when like uh, the caller yes. calls in. That is an iconic radio intro before the song yeah. even started. So I think he really put that into it as well. Sorry. Caller number nine. Yeah. What you got? 
Yeah, that's a great song. For my auto, for my snubs are honorable mentions. Again, I had to cut it. All I do is win, just because it was either the G mix, which I listened more to, or all I do is win, which is a bigger radio hit. Again, that was really close. I had bartender. I didn't want to put two songs, and this could be a hot take. And I want, uh, I guess, you guys, if you have an opinion on that, you can you can chime in. But I feel like bartender sounds very alike to buy you drink it just sounds yeah. like it's sister yeah. copy like mm-hmm. they were just being very lazy and just put on akon <laughs> that's just me but again the song is a great vibe i still enjoy it it's one of those classics i i, I really like i didn't have bartender to my list so y'all yeah, add that no, yeah yeah nice. bartender had, is good i think sid had both on his list so i think so yeah on easy's list uh i'm sprung and then the jerry sprung remix i think jerry's mm-hmm. i did not like i'm sprung back in the day but jerry yeah. sprunger brought it back for me to mm-hmm. like that song and then uh good life kanye got money again low wayne and then two chris brown features not features but two songs that both chris brown and t-pain were featured in one is very low-key you guys probably don't remember it or it's not on spotify at least Lil Mama, T-Pain, and Chris Brown, Shotty Get Loose. Oh. Yeah. I think I remember it. Shotty Get Loose. Yeah, go YouTube it. (laughs) Too bad you can't see his dancing, guys. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's a really cool song. Again, it just shows their their great collaboration again, time and time again. And this one's a very curveball. For listeners at home, I would... I'll probably dive into this podcast sometime in the next few months, but I'm a big reggaeton fan. And <laughs> we see and Yandel is a duo in, I guess, in the reggaeton world. And they had a song called Algo Me Gusta De Ti. I apologize for our Latin speakers at home. If you're listening to this, I butchered that. Don't kill me. But it is a great song. It is a reggaeton and uh, electronic vibe. Uh, Chris Brown and T-Pain with their singing, their dancing, and the autotune just makes it so much better. Give that a song a, a chance. And uh, just, yeah, that that's one of the, probably the biggest snub I have on there. Now, going to songs, what's the biggest collab that you think T-Pain had in his career? I think with I think, Chris Brown, honestly. Yeah, yeah. I think that's one of the like the two well-known songs that people will know regardless to features, even mm-hmm. though like a lot of people would think Kanye and Lil Wayne with the drama that he has with Cash Money. But I think Chris Brown would be the one of the features that are well-known for people to know. Mm-hmm. Because I think time and time they do it again and again, right? So yeah. And they make, and it's not like just like bare minimum tracks. It's actually like pretty fire. So yeah. So for me, it's Chris Brown, and I'll say like second next is is Akon. Um, just yeah. Akon. Yeah, like the two collabs with Akon, and I really feel like that. Like just because of during the time in which he had with Chris Brown, Chris Brown was an up and coming artist. Yeah. And, right. and then the collab like just brought them both going up, going forward, and it was like just the right setting. You know, like how like Drake released Twenty Sixteen Summer with his album, like that's how it was just the perfect setting. I think his collabs with Chris Brown was just perfect at the right time. Mm-hmm. And that's what like got the names up going up in the hip hop and the R and B world. Mm-hmm. I agree. Yeah, for myself, it, again, Chris Brown, Lil Wayne. You know, you guys all named it. I think Chris Brown would have to be on top of that for sure, just because some of the 
bigger successes came from those songs, right? It's just the duel, like name a better duel, right? So mm-hmm. now speaking of collaborations, what artists do you think like was a no name and became like a name or had like the biggest jump or bump in terms of having T-Pain on their track or T-Pain featured them in that track? Ooh. Oh. <laughs> I got a couple already in my mind, so. I have to kind of think about this. Great question, dude. I always ask this for every artist, so it's always on here. I sure don't know. Okay. As as our two guests research this <laughs> and figure this out, I'll go with my answers first then, I guess. One, I mentioned his name already, DJ Khaled. Mm. I don't think half his songs, like all I do is win is one of his biggest successes of all time. And it's going to be one of his biggest successes of all time. It's a classic song. And I don't, and when DJ Khaled was out, got onto the scene, he started getting all these like big name artists on there. And T-Pain was always a recurring face on there. That's one, arguably. And secondly, Flowrider. Before Low, Flowrider had nothing. I don't think if Flowrider did not have T-Pain on that song, I don't think it becomes a song it is today. So, and he doesn't become the artist that he is and gets all these albums and success and all these big collabs and, you know, club tracks for those two, three years of his peak. So that's just, that's just my two picks right there. So, mm-hmm. I guess for me it would be Lil Dicky with his song Personality. People didn't oh, yes. really know about Lil Dicky, <laughs> honestly, before, I guess he started to be well known by 2019, 2018, probably when he did his hit song with his album or fe- it was featured with Chris Brown with his music video as oh, well. Yes. So not a lot of people knew Lil Dicky, but now he's well known. But I guess like in a way, T-Pain kind of, he, he was well known before Lil Dicky, but I think it kind of, it's like half, half in a way. So mm-hmm. I think that, and also I, I agree with yours as well. DJ Khaled. Mm. Easy. Mine is actually going to be B.O.B. So oh, up down B.O.B. because of that was in 2013. Okay. I feel like B.O.B.'s career wasn't really going up as well. And from that, I think that's when he starts to spark a little bit more with him, more of his collabs going on in the future. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Digi is one as well. Also Lil Yachty, the song he did with him oh, in 2013. Oh, yeah, yeah. So I think like those collabs really got those artists up and coming as they were going up. In the, in the music industry i want to fact check this because again it is your opinion but at the same time i had a song that i thought that came out before um up down that gave bob more success are you talking about the one with um airplanes no airplanes. Isn't that... yeah but i thought that came out in 2015 no it came out 2010 oh wow that's a oh, lot shit. Over. Yeah, and then the Bruno Mars uh, with him. Bruno Mars. With uh, B.O.B. Wasn't that a song too? Yeah, that was that was a song. Was that older as well? Yeah, I believe so. I'm not exactly sure. 2010 as well, yeah. Okay. So I guess B.O.B. was already up there. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just edit it out. I'm kidding, I'm yeah. kidding. Um, it's all opinion. <laughs> oh, it's all opinion edit based. It so. Edit it out. Edit it out. <laughs> I don't um, music in my music history. <laughs> so got two last questions before we go here and go into a lightning round at the end of the day where do you think most of the success came from 
to wrap it all up from being a main artist or his success came from being a feature artist? Because I remember, Rachel, if I'm not mistaken, you said that you were fearing that he was going to become a feature artist. And I mean, you don't want him to be known as a feature artist, right? So mm-hmm. so what do you think his success came from, majority him, of him being a main or feature? Sorry. At first, it was featured for sure. But then he became more known with his songs like bartender and then buy you a drink and you know all that Mm -hmm. however now i think it's going to be harder for him to be a main artist Mm -hmm. right now just just because like where he's at compared to the people that he featured with Mm -hmm. you know what i mean Mm -hmm. so like chris brown he featured with him chris brown's really known and a lot of a lot of gen z like him but yep. like with T-Pain, not a lot of Gen Z know his old songs. Like yeah. if you ask, you know, a person born in 2000, probably late 2000, do you know Buy You a Drink by T-Pain? They probably don't know it. Like They, they probably don't, don't know, know the know. name. Yeah, they don't know they the name, but when you hear it, yeah. Yeah, they probably, they probably be like, who T-Pain? You know? <laughs> unless, unless it's trending on TikTok for like yeah. 15 seconds, yeah. they probably will know his song. But mm-hmm. right now, I think if he were to at least have more like i said marketing in regards to his songs and just like a better platform i think he would be a main but for now i think right now if he was featured in like a drake song or like chris brown song kind of collab then he'd be known as a feature so okay it's it's tough it's tough even for me even saying this because i love him as an artist however unfortunately it's just it's my opinion and yeah. that's what I think that yeah. will kind of set him set him up to become a main mm-hmm. but he kind of has to do a feature first I think mm. easy and create a banger uh, so. I think for me he was he was his success came from all his collaborations and just because of all his collaborations back in the day where with like top artists and the artists were like among like the best or the up-and-coming in their genre mm-hmm. that's really what made his name for himself and I feel like that's really, like, that kind of gave him his own, like, you know, his own unique voice and his own unique name. Yep. But right now, I don't really think he can be a solo artist. I think more of his collaborations is more is ideal just because of that's more, I guess, of his comfort zone, of his speed. You know, just being able to add income and add one or two, like, one or two lines, one or two rhymes in there. His autotune voice obviously helped with the beat. I think that's really what kind of defines T-Pain and who he is with his rhythm. Versus yep. him coming out, making a whole brand new album, solo. Um, all right, so I just think that his collabs was what really made his success beforehand. And his autotune, obviously. And I think that if he does want to come back, I think that's going to be a great step. Like his ideal choice of coming back into the music industry. Yeah. For myself, I think, like I said throughout the podcast, you know, he was on the biggest songs and you heard him for five, six years. Mm-hmm. on all every single feature every single song on the radio and i think majority of it like both of you said was collaborations and feature him as being a feature artist but yeah you both are right in the sense that he i don't think he had a few songs that were big that was you know with him his songs at least and but with that being said i think what prolonged his career was all the collaborations he was on but now yeah he has to be on a feature 
And even, I even think he's, he can't even be on a, he can't even do hooks anymore. I think he has to be that one verse artist, that one verse feature. Okay. Um, oh, it's so sad to hear that, but like, yeah. it's, it's true. Yeah, it's true, right? Because he, he was on every hook. Those songs, he had a hook at, at the minimum. That's what got you, right? Songs that like get you, that are so catchy and his hooks are very catchy. But at the minimum, he got the hooks. But now I don't think he even gets a hook. I think he only gets a verse. But with that being said, so with me saying that he was a great artist for five to six years, do you think you would categorize him into an artist just like, let's just say I would use an example, Fetty Watt, where he had <laughs> success for three or four years. He was on every song. And then next thing you know, he just dropped off the map like Sid said. Um, in terms of songs do you think he's going to be one of those guys or do you think he's going to be like a generational artist and if so do you think would there be another artist that will come up with something similar do something that's very homage to his uh i guess his style so absolutely not i personally don't think he is like Wap. like he was very relevant for more than a decade right and then like his songs even like is still popular within all the R&B, like, like listeners, Red versus Fetty Wap, who had, I think he had a few hit songs, was popular for about three, three, four years. And mm-hmm. then just kind of fell off the face of, like, the music industry. So I do not see, and if see, like, T-Pain is not in the same shape anywhere. He was way, he was, like, of huge relevance in 2000s, mid-10s, right? So, and I think that, and even now, if he wants to come back in the industry, I think he's still going to have fans listening to his music, right? So I don't see him. I still, I do see him as a generational talent. Seeing someone coming back like him, I don't really know if that's going to happen. And also, I don't know if, like, the acceptance is going to be as the same. The mm-hmm. acceptance to the artist is going to be the same as it was back in the day. Just because of how there are different styles going on right now, there's, like, the most people in which people listen to like the Drake future, um, like the rap, hip hop aspect of things, some R and B. So it's kind of good. It's going to be a little bit tougher for whoever wants to kind of mimic T Pain's style yeah. into today's game. That is yeah. not. That was not around back in the day when it was there. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I agree to disagree. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. th- but that's just me, you know. Yeah. Um, no. Of course. T-Pain was well known for sure but I Mm -hmm. think with Gen Z now and like them picking and choosing what's trending or not is especially regarding if T-Pain T-Pain's relevance will be seen of course from our perspective 90s babies we're like yeah of course T-Pain you know he's known for his auto-tune that's always you know his unique way and I don't think that other artists will have the capacity to kind of mimic in a way because it's just so unique in his own way mm-hmm. however regarding like him coming back to the game I don't think it'll sh- it'll happen due to the fact that I did hear some things in regards to him doing a tour before of him ha- doing a tour however unfortunately it was canceled due to the ticket rating of oh. him not making it regards to a- keeping the tour itself so mm. that's why it, like plus it's the pandemic too maybe if he did like a virtual concert for all the 90s babies and if he put it within social media 
then maybe like it would be bopping and allow you know gen z to kind of see like yo this is t-pain this is how we heard him in a way in our 90s and also he could generate his own unique you know without the singing without auto-tuned so Mm. it just depends on like how he approaches it because i think if he uses like keeps using like twitch in a way as his platform and then also uses like instagram as a way of doing lives and interacting with his fans then Mm -hmm. it it could be a possibility but for now i don't i don't think so but with his kind of voice way with rappers today like it i don't think rappers can mimic it so that's kind of my stand like my point of view in a way (laughs) if you could please recap your songs uh your list from one to five again for our listeners at home unfortunately sid left I don't have his list. I messaged him and he, he didn't respond. So I don't have his list. I know that he had two acoustic, uh, two versions of buy you a drink kiss kiss. I think low was on there and there's one more that I'm missing, but I have his list. You have his list. Yeah. Okay. Perfect. So easy. If you don't mind reading off his first okay. and reading off his list yep. and then, uh, Rachel, you can go next and then I'll end it off. Sounds good. Sure. So his number one was the acoustic version of buy you a drink. Mm-hmm. His number by Florida. His number three was Kiss Kiss featuring Chris Brown. His number four was Buy You a Drink, the original. And then his number five was Bartender. Your list. Easy. Ah, yes. And then my list, my number one was One Way featuring Black. Number two was Jerry Sprunger featuring Tory Lanez. Number three was Kiss Kiss with Chris Brown. Number four was Best Love Song with Chris Brown. And my number five was Up There. Mm. Thank you. Uh, Rachel, if you could run through your list as well, one to five. Mine was Buy You a Drink. My number one was Buy You a Drink. My number two was Intro to Stockville by T-Pain. My number three was, I think it was Got Money with Lil Wayne feature. Mm-hmm. Number four was Freeze by Chris Brown featuring T-Pain. Mm-hmm. My number five was a mashup acoustic version on YouTube. All right. Thank you. With my list, I conclude it with number one, Buy You a Drink. Number two, Flow Ida with T-Pain Low. Uh, number three, Kiss Kiss. Number four, Shoddy Plies song featuring T-Pain. And number five, Black and Yellow G-Mix Wiz Khalifa track featuring Snoop Dogg, Juicy J, and T-Pain. So that wraps up our main feature of the podcast. Now, before we head into our buzz cut line around, we're going to take a final break here. Hey, y'all. As you heard... Sadly, I do not have any sponsors, but I do have very amazing and talented friends and apps. I'd like to give a few quick shoutouts and shamelessly plug in here. The stunning and sleek hand-drawn and hand-painted logo that you've seen, go check out my friend Ashley at her IG account at ashley.bydesign. That's at A-S-H-E-L-Y dot B-Y-D-E-S-I-G-N for your creative and artsy needs. Now for my banger of a intro and outro, I gotta shout the musical mastermind at by Dylan. That's at B-Y-D-I-L-L-E-N for all of your music production needs. And two apps y'all need to try out. Canva, where I created some of my social media content and promo from. And GroovePad for the sick West Coast style transitions you heard right before this plug and right before we get back to the program. Well, go check them out and we'll be right back.
All right, hey y'all, we're back. Now, before we start the lightning round, I'm just gonna break it down to our guests here today and our listeners at home just as a refresher as to how this thing works. Now, what's gonna happen is, again, you're gonna have 50 seconds each to basically persuade me as to why your answer is right. It could be the most logical, could most there could be the most illogical answer. I don't care. Just entertain me for 50 seconds. The only catch is, yeah, if you go over time, that might sway me to the other opposition. And the topic I have given you is if you had any song, any song at all, that's not auto-tune in this world, could be a, a radio song, could be a nursery rhyme. It doesn't matter. What song would that be? So before we start, let's start with ladies first. Rachel, if you have a number between 1 to 25, you could please tell me what the number is. And then easy, you can tell me that number too. And we'll start with whoever go, whoever gets the closest number. Cool? Cool. All right. So Rachel, if you can give me a number from 1 13. to 25. 13. All right. Easy. <laughs> and in the middle. In the middle, I guess. Oh, what's mine? <laughs> easy. What's yours? 12. 12? 12. Oh, on the other side. Okay. This is fascinating. All right. Right now it sits on number eight. So just good. Rest in peace, Kobe Bryant. Uh, Let me just generate this here. So three, two. I mean, you chose 13. Easy <laughs> chose 12. It doesn't really matter who was on or not. Easy, you start first because the number was 10. Land on 10. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I'm gonna bring up a clock, a timer here. Yeah. Um, yeah so 50... the question is, one song that is not auto-tuned that I want to be auto-tuned. Yeah. Any song that you want, you have 50 seconds. I will time you. I will tell you when you can go, and then once it starts, you can go. Mm-hmm. And if you, and I will tell you when it's time. If you go over time again, that's a penalty. Cool. Okay. All right. Are you ready, good sir? Yeah. All right. Your buzz cut line around starts in three, two. All right. Um, for me, it's fairly simple. The one song I had, I literally thought of immediately to be auditing was Go Crazy by Chris Brown. And mm. just because of, I feel like Chris Brown's part when if autotune could be a really, like, it's going to be like, I feel, um, if you listen to One Way, it's like it's going to be like T-Pain's part in that aspect, but a little bit more, mm. like, like more vibes to it. And yeah. And I feel like that's just going to be a great, just like great music to like listen to. And so, I mean, that's my reasoning as to why I feel that should be a song. That that should be one song that should be audited. Okay. 10 seconds to spare. Okay. Nice. <laughs> You're very nervous. I get, <laughs> I get yeah, sense of... Uh, I was like, oh, should I freak? Oh, I'm going to freak out. Nah. Like, no, you're good. You're good. Rachel, do you have your answer? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you sound a bit nervous too. I am, but you know, it is what it is. Hey, it is what it is. Model of the year, right? Yeah. Um, so I got you on the clock and your buzz cut lightning round starts in three, two. Kendrick Lamar, damn album. I would want him to sing with Kendrick for Humble. 
that's one of my favorite songs. Mm-hmm. I think it'll be unique because even though he's based on autotune, he could put a little autotune, but also put a flair of his own rapping skills that I also mentioned in intro to Stockville. Cause you know, he did do that rap in world star hip hop. So I, I kind of want that kind of rap and also autotune in a way for that song. Mm-hmm. I believe Kendrick didn't, I, he didn't release an album after 2017. So that's why I want him to do that as well. <laughs> well, you both were very similar in timing. Hmm. This is interesting because my uh, guests in the past and also will probably hop on for the future, they would say it's rigged or they would say that, oh, we just have to appease you. All these criticisms, right? And this is tough because this is very analytical here. No, I agreed uh, with Easy's. Yeah. Like literally, like it it shows kind of like a throwback in a way since he did do yeah. a collab with Chris Brown before. So I I respect that. Like you know, but in a way, like I, it, it's my favorite artist. So Kendrick is one of my favorite artists, and he hasn't released yeah. since 2017. So yeah. I think it would be kind of good look. Plus, I think he works well with you know all the awards he's given as well. So. Well, again, everything that you said in those 50 seconds, I can only take that. Everything after, I know, I, can't I, know take. I know, I know, I know, I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, let's see. This is tough because I really like both Kendrick and Chris Brown. Mm-hmm. I also do agree that Kendrick needs to drop something real quick, especially in this year. But I think Rachel. Mm-hmm. I'm sorry, I have to go with easy. I would have um, done it too, but like just, you know. just, just because of that. It's not the easy Chris Brown and T Pain collab. I just can't see humble being auto tuned or having any like rap in it that that makes sense for me. Like Kendrick and T Pain, in my opinion, are very two like different artists you know what i mean mm-hmm. in terms of rapping like i don't know that's just i don't know if i can picture kendrick and t-pain together but did uh, you even but did I'm you sorry? picture taylor swift and kendrick lamar on the same album or song and i don't like that song i hated that song so i'm just do. i'm just saying i'm just saying like you know that's my point of view but no i agree with you like chris brown would have it would have started a lot of 90s kids or 90s you know babies wanting to listen to the song with chris brown because we haven't had a hit with chris brown in so long with t-pain and also go crazy has that 80s 90s vibe yeah i should have went with travis i I should have went with travis scott (laughs) like battle of the (laughs) auto-tune yeah no no kidding no but ken that would be interesting kendrick and t-pain but i don't think for humble, especially like humble, is such a hard hitting song. I just can't picture T Pain. Yeah. I, I would have. I, I my second choice would have been uh, loyalty with Rihanna. Oh, interesting. Mm-hmm. That's okay. actually, I can see that. I can see that. See. Yeah, I, can see that. I should have chose that, but it's fine. It's. I fine. can see that. But yeah, so hopefully you can make it onto another podcast. Of course. Rico, <laughs> so you can win, get a W under your belt. But congratulations, easy. <laughs> then you know what's up. <laughs> Easy congratulations. Thank but, you very much. But I just want to say thank you to the both of you for taking time today, for giving us your perspectives. 
Now for the listeners at home, where can they find you? Let's start off with easy. Where can they find you social media wise? Oh, you can find me on Instagram at E underscore Z E E K K easy. I don't really use Twitter at all. So like, I guess you can use my Insta, Facebook, Ezekiel. Yep. Ezekiel Matthew on Facebook. Yeah, that's, you can reach out to me, send a follow. Don't be shy. Okay. And we can Sounds talk good. about some, we can have some contact about some different music tastes or whatever you like. Yeah. And uh, listeners at home, you'll also be hearing him for a few other pods in the future as well. Basketball, music, you know, nice. we'll see. So Rachel, would you like to plug in your social media as well? Please? Yeah, sure. Uh, you could find me on Rach00999 on Insta. I do have Twitter. So warning you kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but also i kind of do a, like a mini live podcast as well on this app called tin can yeah, it, yeah it, it's called my username is may with three eyes so if you want to listen up i do live recordings as well and i think it'll be cool so yeah all right thank you um i didn't know you have a podcast shit i should uh, go it's not listen really to that. A, it's not really a podcast i do it for short stories i've been writing a lot so oh. i use that as a platform but they have lives with people around the world so i, I think it's awesome to kind of yeah. voice your opinion and stuff fair enough That's good. you could also find me on twitch actually oh, at, e, at easy at a, easy as abc easy as zy as abc you guys should plug in your PS4 or Xbox username so you can play against <laughs> your uh, listeners. Well. I haven't played in a while. Uh, <laughs> Easy is the one yeah. who's been playing a lot more COD and 2K. Yeah, so. my, my, Twitch, my Twitch name is also my PSN if you also want to. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I want to get into it. I want to get into like Twitch and I want to get into like video games. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm just good with Smash. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Mario Kart. See, I, I suck go at those. In, yeah, I want to go into like Apex Legend or Call of Duty. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, if you want to catch some smoke, go find him there. Um, <laughs> and I'll plug in Sid's as well here. He used this handle the last time he was on it, so I'm pretty sure this is the one he wants to be connected by. Style by Sid Official is his handle. You can find him there for his all his grooming tips and needs. Again, I would like to thank y'all for time and perspectives today. Perspectives today, sorry. Now, if you enjoyed this podcast, listeners at home, or if you have any thoughts on our list or want to submit your own topics you'd like to make less and debate about, feel free to follow us on the IG account at bbshopquintetpodcast or email us at bbshopquintetpodcast at gmail.com. Also, if you can give us a follow, a five-star review on Apple Pod, and subscribe to us on all streaming platforms. And let's be your top five of the day. Cheers.